Hey people, welcome to the show today. The focus of my show is to talk about security, privacy, risk management, crypto, and fintech. This is your host Shahi Sharif from Toronto, Canada. I publish my show every Sunday. I have been in anti-security audit risk and compliance for over 20 years and since 2013 in blockchain and fintech. Today, I will be talking about smart cities, artificial intelligence, Hedera, and how blockchains are being used as a solution without really understanding the requirements. Please subscribe to my channel on whichever medium you happen to be using. If you are on YouTube, don't forget to click on the bell icon to ensure you get notified of the latest shows. Don't forget to share it with your friends and make sure you show your appreciation by liking on Facebook, hearts on SoundCloud, thumbs up on YouTube, and a review on Apple Podcast. And if you don't like the show for any reason or if you have any comments, please make sure that whichever medium you're using, you provide your feedback as I always strive to improve the show. And some of the meetups that I've been to so far um, last two weeks have been about smart cities, IoT, blockchain, AI and blockchain, Hedera, a public, Hedera, a public version of the Hashgraph. So the presentation that I attended or the meetup that I attended about smart cities, IoT and blockchain, the presenter was not really clear on what the use of blockchain was going to be. All they said about was that use of blockchain is going to save them a lot of uh, money and energy, which totally fails me because blockchain is a technology that's going to enable you to do something, but in terms of saving money and electricity, it's something that has to be further investigated or looked into. So the way the way I see smart cities evolve, <coughs> the way I see smart cities is that smart cities are smart because they have a lot of sensors in them. Or if you if you want to talk about smart homes, they always have a lot of sensors in them. So when I talk about smart cities. The reason the cities are smart is because the cities have lots of sensors deployed all over um, the roads and the buildings and everywhere else. And the idea behind these sensors is to send information about the various states of different things in that particular city. And these sensors are now being called Internet of Things because they are all connected to the internet and they're providing data continuously to to the consumer or whoever's consuming the data. Uh, the only benefit I see of the blockchain in the whole IoT and smart cities is that because somebody has taken the effort of deploying the IoT sensor somewhere and it has cost them some amount of money it only makes sense to sell that data to people who want to use it. So this is where I see the use of blockchain. So um, and one of the blockchains that is optimized for such activities is the IOTA uh, blockchain, uh, IOTA Tangle blockchain, which 
allows for microtransactions to happen. So if the IoT device has uh, the data and somebody wants to consume the data, the IoT device could negotiate a rate with that requester saying that, you know, you could pay me cents on a, on a dollar for this data. Um, and and then, you know, as, as soon as you, you've received the data, that organization or the individual could be charged in real time for the data. And this is this is one use of blockchain and IOTA Tangle seems to be doing it very well. And there's nothing stopping anyone from using existing database technologies such as MySQL, Oracle, etc. But the only benefit of using blockchain in this case is uh, that it's distributed, it's available all the time and um, and it's providing the the need of, of being able to and it is uh, able to provide the ability to charge the uh, the requester for for the data. The next piece I see a lot about is um, artificial artificial. The next piece I see a lot about is artificial. Take four. The next piece I see is artificial intelligence and blockchain. This area is where people have done presentations saying that data is being stored in the blockchains, and I don't really. Again, take five, AI and blockchain. Artificial intelligence and blockchain is one of those areas where people are saying they're storing data on the blockchain, which again is, is not, it's possible but not realistic because blockchain at this point of time can only store um, limited amount of data in them and the throughput is not that fast for a platform to do any kind of um, artificial intelligence and do machine learning the data throughputs are pretty high and to feed the the machine learning environment with the data it needs the the disk speeds have to be very fast and likewise the the databases that are being used have to be highly optimized and so far none of the blockchains are able to provide that um, processing power to any of the AI or machine learning uh, platforms. So that's why you can use blockchain for certain things it has certain uses but you know don't go about saying you know we're using blockchain for AI it could be used for a certain aspect of it but not for storing data. The next um, meetup that was uh, interesting was the Hedera platform. So Hedera platform is something that has come out of the Hashgraph um, algorithm. And what it is doing is it is it has been developed by a company called Swords. It's a US based company that has developed Hashgraph and now Hedera. So this blockchain that um, is called Hashgraph, which Hedera is using, is take five. One of the other meetups that I went to was the Hedera um, meetup. In this uh, meetup, 
the idea was uh, an organization called Swirls in the U.S. has, uh, which has developed a the Hashgraph, which is based on the uh, DAG directed acyclic. Take seven. One other meetup that I went to was the Hedera meetup. At this meetup, the inventors of the Hashgraph, which is And some of the meetups that I've been to so far um, the last two weeks have been about smart cities, IoT, blockchain, AI and blockchain, Hedera, a public version of the Hashgraph. The presentation that I attended or the meetup that I attended about smart cities, IoT and blockchain, the presenter was not really clear on what the use of blockchain was going to be. All they said about was that use of blockchain is going to save them a lot of uh, money and energy which totally fails me because blockchain is a technology that's going to enable you to do something but in terms of saving money and electricity it's something that has to be further investigated or looked into so when i talk about smart cities the reason the cities are smart is because the cities have lots of sensors deployed all over um, the roads and the buildings and everywhere else. And the idea behind these sensors is to send information about the various states of different things in that particular city. And these sensors are now being called Internet of Things because they are all connected to the Internet and they're providing data continuously to, to the consumer or whoever's consuming the data. Uh, the only benefit I see of the blockchain in the whole IoT and smart cities is that because somebody has taken the effort of deploying the IoT sensor somewhere and it has cost them some amount of money, it only makes sense to sell that data to people who want to use it. So this is where I see the use of blockchain. So um, and one of the blockchains that is optimized for such activities is the iota uh, blockchain uh, iota tangle blockchain which allows for microtransactions to happen so if the iot device has uh, the data and somebody wants to consume the data the iot device could negotiate a rate with that requester saying that you know you could pay me cents on a, on a dollar for this data um, and and then you know as as soon as you you've received the data that organization or that individual could be charged in real time for the data. And this is this is one use of blockchain and IOTA Tangle seems to be doing it very well. And there's nothing stopping anyone from using existing database technologies such as MySQL, Oracle, etc. But the only benefit of using blockchain in this case is uh, that it's distributed, it's available all the time 
and it is uh, able to provide the ability to charge the, uh, the requester for, for the data. AI and blockchain. Artificial intelligence and blockchain is one of those areas where people are saying they're storing data on the blockchain. It's possible but not realistic because blockchain at this point of time can only store um, a limited amount of data in them and the throughput is not that fast. For a platform to do any kind of um, artificial intelligence and do machine learning, the data throughputs are pretty high. And to feed the, the machine learning environment with the data it needs, the, the disk speeds have to be very fast. And likewise, the, the databases that are being used have to be highly optimized. And so far, none of the blockchains are able to provide that um, processing power to any of the AI or machine learning uh, platforms. So that's why you can use blockchain for certain things. It has certain uses, but you know, don't go about saying, you know, we're using blockchain for AI. It could be used for a certain aspect of it, but not for storing data. The other meetup that I went to was uh, talking about the Hedera platform. So Hedera platform is a public version of the Hashgraph. Um, uh, I would call it the platform again. Um, it is really an algorithm that a company in the U.S. has developed. It's called the company is called Swirls, um, and this particular hashgraph algorithm is based on uh, the DAG uh, directed acyclic graph algorithm. It is very close to IOTA Tangle blockchain. Uh, main difference in my eyes is that while IOTA Tangle does not uh, charge for um, transaction, this one is going to be doing it. Um, the Hashgraph algorithm has existed and it is being used for uh, private blockchains or as people call them, permission blockchains. In order to make it public, they came up with a product called Hedera, which is going to make sure that it, it has certain capabilities for charging for the transactions, providing nodes, the incentives to uh, participate in the, in the network effect and um, building a platform where people can use this uh, platform for anything what they want for. Um, the other thing that these guys are saying is that it is very fast, it's very uh, robust and because it's based on, because it's very, sorry, because it's very close to the IOTA Tangle, which is again, very fast. This thing's going to be fast as well, uh, which which I don't doubt it. The only thing is it has not been used in production environments. They, they've been trying it out in, in the labs, but they have no throughput numbers um, in real real life situations. Um, the, the one thing that um, is worth mentioning is that the Technology decisions and high-level decisions about this platform are going to be done by 39 organizations, which the Hedera guys have, oh, sorry, the Hashgraph people have picked. And these are going to be, uh, these 39 organizations are going to be across the globe, and they will be from different 
different business verticals to make sure that there's no majority of one business vertical. The only issue I have with this approach is that although the blockchain concept um, is is all about decentralization, so you have a all the nodes, um, you know, operating in a decentralized fashion in a decentralized manner, but the decisioning is again centralized, um, aka by these thirty nine individuals. So, um, so these guys seem to be confused on on the on the two sides, which one they should play, and um, I would suggest that new blockchains that are coming up, they make sure that they are able to um, do all the decisioning on the blockchain itself, just like Tezos is trying to do. Um, which again is one of those things where they have sold on a promise and that promise no one knows what the implementation looks like it should be available sometime this summer and this is the same um, logic that's being raised for the ethereum foundation um, where vitalik butrin is the guy who makes all the decisions um, the decisions are whenever the decisions are being made by people and by a select in set of individuals, you are looking at centralization, which is totally against the the concept of blockchains, which would say decentralization is the key and everything should be decentralized. Nothing should be centralized at all. So having said all this, um, again, I wanted to make sure that people understand the key properties of the blockchain. Uh, the key properties of the blockchain are that they're distributed, highly available, as there are multiple nodes deployed across um, the environment. Immutability, data cannot be modified. Once data is written to the blockchain, it can, cannot be modified. The data in, in the database is replicated across all the nodes. So it is every node has a copy of the data. It is transparent where anything that's written to the blockchain, anybody who is able to access the blockchain is able to read it. Um, this is a bit different from privacy coins, which are trying to address this very issue of anonymizing transactions on um, on the blockchains. So, so there's two schools of thought on this, right? So one is total transparency, one is um, uh, taking away the transparency for currencies because once somebody knows that particular currency was used by um, certain individual or certain organization or for 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 bad things, people will not accept that particular coin of that particular token again. This tries to address the issue with fungibility. I have a podcast about um, fungibility and privacy and privacy coins, which I will provide a link to, and you can um, listen to that. The next piece is consensus, um, which is again a mechanism to agree on writing data to the blockchain, even though the nodes that are participating are owned by parties that have no trust relationship with each other. Um, this will be a little bit different for private blockchains or, or permission blockchains where the parties who are participating in, in that consensus mechanism they know each other and and they 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 have some agreements on, on how things are going to be done usually 
the consensus runs on public blockchains and the reason the incentive to run the consensus um, algorithms uh, on the public blockchains is that people are going to be paid some money for it so they can have some monetary uh, aspect to it whereas for the private or permission blockchains there is none so keeping these um, aspects in mind I call them uh, I call them dirt C um, properties as you can see here D I R T C um, so even though blockchain is a cutting-edge technology it is not a solution to all problems um, always make sure that before you go and jump into any project you document your requirements and see if any of these properties that I've mentioned um, are required by your project and then and only then um, you can start to look at blockchains one thing I didn't mention over here is transactions per second so the other piece is if the blockchains are indeed addressing some of the requirements which are these five uh, but if the blockchains are not able to provide you that transaction um, throughput then what that means is again blockchains are not gonna are not gonna address your your needs um, a lot of people are coming up with solutions based on a blockchain just to go for an ICO and so that they can collect money um, but they don't really know what problem they're trying to solve so currently blockchain is a um, the various solutions the various ICOs that are out there are um, solutions looking for a problem to solve but there are not many use cases prime examples are and this is my pet peeve is we have uport we have the the different um, sovereign identity solutions that have come up civic uport um, and others which you know you, you can have it installed on your phone but there's not a lot of use of it maybe there will be in the future but right now there's pretty much no use of it hope today's show was informative this podcast is produced by me shai sharif thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe on facebook twitter soundcloud youtube and apple podcast you can join my facebook group for better interaction the link is in the show notes below thank you and have a nice day bye bye